Hello, welcome to our Worship Facility Podcast, Building Project Planning on a Budget, with Charlie Daniels, Aaron Blair, Chad Vanderpipe, and Elena Butler. I'm Gene Lass, Editor of Worship Facility. Hey guys, I'm here with Aaron Blair. Aaron, tell me what company you're with and what all you guys do. Yeah, I'm with Churches by Daniels. Uh, We are based in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we are a design-build construction company. We build churches. That's all we do. We build churches all across the United States. Tell me an interesting story of a church that you guys have been involved with. Wow, that's a tough question because all churches are interesting that we were involved with. But um, uh, we actually are working with a church right now down in, in Florida in the, in the St. Petersburg area that you know, has a really old historic structure, 100 years old, a uh, lot of history. But over time, they built this amazing art deco, huge, looks like a flying uh, spaceship attached to it. And right now we're trying to work on designs. How do we bring those two together? So renovate them in an architecturally mission style with a spaceship. So that's kind of where we're working with right now. Okay, so I want to talk about both. I want to talk about renovating my current space. And then if I want to build, Mm -hmm. you're going to help me with that too, right? So um, who comes to you and how do they come to you? And how do you... Help them know which is which, is which, which should the, they should do. Yeah, so a lot of times people come to us, a lot of word of mouth from our company because our, our company's been building and designing churches for over 20 years. So a lot of word of mouth from past projects and pastors sharing. Uh, you know, obviously people find us on our website a lot. We have a very strong SEO on our website. Um, but as far as doing renovations and church projects, um, we are getting quite a few calls for renovations now because you've got a lot of churches who over the past you know, 20, 30 years just would build a building, then build another one, and build another one without any plan at all. So we're finding that uh, a lot of these older churches are needing to tie these buildings in with new modern structures. Okay, so if I come to you, uh, are you going to suggest, like if I say, I, I know we need to uh, build a new building. Yeah. Will you tell me... I, Let's not be so fast. You might need to renovate first. Yes, I would definitely tell you that. Um, we try to make sure that churches understand that the, the cost of doing ground-up construction is double of what reno- renovation would be. So if you have existing square footage that you can work with, we always encourage churches, let's start with what you got, see if we can maximize that before we look at adding any new structures, just because it's so expensive. Gotcha. So what are some of the questions that you ask them to evaluate that? Yeah, so we typically give a church a a programming form. It goes through all of their ministries, what they're doing, what they look to do, how many people they're reaching. Uh, And through that process with our architects, we come back with a, a, a schematic plan for them to show this is how you can maximize your existing square footage, and this is where we think you should add new square footage to really catapult your ministry. Is there a common thread like every church is probably going to need this or should be renovating this? Yes, your gathering space. Every church, lobby. Yes, your your lobby, your gathering space. It's probably uh, outside of your sanctuary, and it may be more important than your sanctuary at this point. That's a a critical thing for your church is to have a very dynamic, open gathering space because that's where people really are doing a lot of church today. What's wrong with my current space? What do you see that's consistent that's always wrong with the lobby space? Uh, well, it's small, it's dark, it's dungy. It doesn't scream, welcome here, come to our church, we're open, you know, things like that. Okay, so let's walk through each of those things. So is, yeah. it, is it furniture 
lighting, where do you start? How do you, where do you take them? Well, we always try to make sure that the furniture is very flexible. So, um, you know, my background's in city management and I've been in downtown revitalization for 20 years. And there was a, a lighter, quicker, cheaper was always the term we used for public spaces. Put it in, something light that can be moved, something that's quick to move in and out, and something that doesn't cost a lot. Versatile. Yep. So you put it in one word. I used three, so I could be <laughs> long-winded, I guess. But, um, yeah, so that's what we kind of stress with their gathering spaces. Make it comfortable, but make it something that's extremely versatile. All right. Are, are there other spaces within churches that you're seeing as you're going to them that, like, man, I'm really seeing the auditorium yeah. needing? What other spaces are you seeing that really should be being renovated? Well, I mean, the biggest thing, obviously, over the past two years when COVID hit, it, it exposed how the church wasn't prepared for online broadcasting and then it continued to reach people that weren't able to come in person or weren't permitted to come in person, I guess. Um, so that's where we've really seen the need to increase space for that, not just the audio and video and lighting and cameras, but space for production. So we're, we're really having to add on space for production, green room space, anything you need to really have a live broadcast. Did it take COVID, and you mentioned this, but it took COVID to really convince the pastor, okay, this, yeah. is, this is needed, this is valuable. Yeah, not all churches, right? I mean, some have been ahead of that curve, and we were talking about this just a little bit ago. Some churches were ahead of that curve already, you know, doing yeah. live broadcasts, things like you see like Life Church and Craig Rochelle, obviously they've been ahead of it for a long time, but... Uh, what we did see is that there were a lot of churches that were hesitant to do that, and they were forced into that world to have to do it, and they just weren't prepared. Because it's not just about do we have the right equipment. It's about when I have the right equipment, what I see inside that box, is it look desirable? So it's a little bit more than just the equipment. It's what's behind you. It's what your stage looks like. It's about what, what are you presenting through the camera? Okay, so we've talked about a couple of different spaces. If I have money for renovation or build, mm -hmm. what should I pour my money in first? Well, if, you're, if it's limited funding, I'm going to tell you to focus on a, a small portion of the outside of your building that's really, it's the center attention grabber. So it's, it's very similar to, you know, in city management. And when you're looking at a city, you, you focus on the entry points of your city. You focus on the entry points of your church. You know, what's going to be showcase excellence to people and showcase uh, we want you to be at our church. Okay, so let's talk build. We've talked about renovation. Uh -huh. So let's move to build from scratch. If I okay. want to do a building campaign, yep. how do I start? Yeah, so if, for build for scratch projects, uh, we treat them the same we do with renovation projects. We go through the same process. But really what I would encourage anyone who's going to look to build from scratch is you better do some due diligence on your property before you close on that property. And the reason being, you don't, if you don't know where the utilities are, if the utilities are two miles away and you got this killer deal on this property and you got to spend $3 million to bring utilities to the site, that killer deal is, is Not useless. Killer yeah, it's no good. Yep. Okay. So give me some, maybe some capital. Do you guys do any capital campaigns? Help we don't. We, par we, partner we partner with people. So we have a, a lot of capital campaign partners that we work with. Uh, so usually if a church comes to us, we'll give them, hey, here's a list of people we've worked with in the past that we've vetted. We Here's some history on them. And we let the church really kind of dial in on who are they comfortable working with. We don't ever want to push them on a certain place. Same with AVL companies. We do the same. Okay, so last question for you. If I have a more traditional mm -hmm. building and space and I want to do a more 
modern space. Yep. You know, I've seen churches have different uh, decisions to make when they're m merging the two. Do yeah. I put the old building next to the or the new building next to the old yeah. building? How, how, what's your so we we've that? been bit blending. I mean, we do some. We have some pastors that say, "Hey, we have an existing building. Can you hide it?" And we've done right. that. We've wrapped around it and hit it. You can't even tell it exists anymore. Right. But we do have some more traditional churches, and we have one in Oklahoma City right now that want to keep that historic 1920s steeple, but we're modernizing the columns, modernizing the glass, modernizing the gathering area. So I think that's a, that's a great example of being able to keep the tradition but still add some, some influence of modern architecture without destroying the 1920s historic architecture. So give me some practical first steps. I want to come to you guys and kind of mm -hmm. start this process of either renovation or build from scratch. Yeah. How do I do it? Well, I think the most practical step was is just kind of have what do you think that you can do from a financial standpoint? Uh, or if you don't know that, at least know some of your income, know your how many people you have attending, and that gives us a starting point uh, to say, okay, well, we think based off of your income and your growth, this is where you will fall for a project. And that way we can safely guide you forward and not just design something that you're never going to build. Right. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Aaron. Hey, really appreciate thank it, Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Please tune in for our next episode, LED Video Displays, What to Look for When Purchasing One, with Daniel Garley. I'm Gene Lass, Editor of Worship Facility.